Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 376 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor, coming at you from Easton, PA. We got Stephen Kyle Brackey with the Roller Trophy, the Eagle of Freedom, and Denver Broncos. And to my left, Joe Flacco stunt double, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr., He's just a little shorter. Same, mm-hmm. Similar arm strength. I'm telling you, I'm not even lying. Nomad kind of low-key has a cannon. Get we'll, out of here. We'll, I'm, I'm, Bracky? No, he does, Willie. Like, we'll, so we'll, uh, we'll hit a spike ball, and he'll go in the parking lot, and Nomad will be retrieving it. He, he just one-steps it. Boom. On, a, on the nose. He's got an arm. He's got an arm, people. He always played outfield in baseball. He plays right field with a Dan. Speaking of Nomad and... I'm nomad and a retriever. <laughs> wasn't 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 Baltimore County, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, going to start a D1 program at one point? Of wrestling? No, of badminton. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never heard. I've never heard this. That's one of those things. Will- they were seriously. They were. They were seriously talking about it. All right, we're we're gonna lead the show with Baltimore County wrestling. The retrievers. The retrievers. Okay. <laughs> Where do we go? A lot of little nugs, little little things happening. Um, David Taylor won't stop exercising with no shirt on. Uh, I don't know what it means, but he's posting a lot of videos of him working out. Uh, but we don't know how healthy he is. He's doing this medicine ball thing where he's standing, and he's like, you know, it doesn't look like his knees hurt, but he's not like doing a knee thing. He's doing pull-ups. So I don't know what any of it means. I hope it means I tried you... some reverse psychology the other day. Not reverse psychology. I was trying to be low key about it. Because after FRL last week, his dad texted me, Good show today. And I texted back, I hope David is okay. And I was like, mm, Maybe you'll give me a nugget. And he was like, Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, yeah, Same, though. Yeah, it was worth a shot. Is it a smokescreen? For what purpose? No, no, I'm not saying for what purpose. I'm saying, like, 
You can post videos on Twitter that are from six weeks ago, a year ago. I like how do we know that those aren't that those aren't videos that he shot months I, ago? And it's just I like asked. He's there. Those are from that time. Okay, good. I'm skeptical. I, I was I was like I was kind of like man, he's really going out of his way to show like not that David Taylor posting workout videos is like super rare, right? But like to have like. So many. You have him flexing, just standing there. Then you have him working out with Juan Archuleta, uh, who actually blamed us for his injury, which yeah. was weird. And then um, then the other one where he's doing pull-ups. I'm like, all right. Just my BS radar was on high. I know. I know. But I just don't. Just like David trying to like placate us and be like, guys, it's cool. I'm fine. My thing is I just don't know what purpose that, that serves. I don't either. That's why it was weird that I what, felt that. Throwing but... Pat Downey or Miles Martin off the scent? He's. He's so much better than no, those guys. No man's reading too many Game of Thrones Reddit threads with all these conspiracy theories. <laughs> that might be that might be part of it. It's just like the skeptic in him is just coming out in all facets of his life. Kassar, okay. So I don't know what to say about David Taylor. We don't know. I'm hoping we might find out something tomorrow. Um, I'm still curious if anyone will change weights for the trials because I was definitively on the side of no. I don't think anyone that anyone will. will. No way. I don't see it. No one's going to – on the – It's just too close. It's too close, and on the off chance that David – I mean, first of all, you could really play yourself if you do that because David Taylor may be the best wrestler in the world. Uh, he might be the best in our country. Right. He just steamrolled through an amazing weight. So I'm not so sure. It's like, all right, I'm going to go down to 86 because David Taylor got injured in an exhibition match. <laughs> To, to the degree of which the injury, I don't even know, but I'm just going to go down there. And then all that's waiting for you is a David Taylor smackdown. Right. Um, Wake the dragon. So unless someone from, like, Penn State went down, which I don't see any scenario where Bo Nickel goes down to uh, 86, uh, I, I make nothing of it. Keep the Penn State train rolling. I don't, this is, is this a rumor or is this actually true that Kassar got two more years? Two, two more years. I don't know, but that's what everybody said. I mean, it's, it's not like vetted. I didn't. I don't know if anybody got a statement from the NCAA, but that's what everybody's oh. saying on message boards. I don't know where the actual news was. Um, I mean, there's a couple questions with that. I guess. I guess it makes sense. Uh, I guess you can make a case for it based on his, on his career and sitting out. And one year he wasn't even enrolled in school. Um, you can make a case for it there. I mean, the second part of it is, would he even take two more years? Do what? Would he even take two more years? No, I don't even know would if he'll he even... take one. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's, you know, he he was not sure he wanted to even do it anymore. You know, just be done, graduate, move on. He wants to try to make the, the Olympic team in 2020 and then go, I don't know, MMA. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, that's interesting. Um all right, let's keep Penn State stuff going. Bo Bartlett not going to Princeton like everyone thought. It was basically – Bo Bartlett was essentially a silent verbal commit. It's kind of not known. It wasn't public, but everyone knew he was going to go to Princeton, except he's not going to Princeton. He's going to Penn State because Kale. Um, and, yeah, how exactly – What first of all, are you guys projecting him as like a 33, 41 yeah. next level? Is that a good fit yeah, for I, for their lineup? Seems like it. Well, first thing, first thing on the on the Princeton front, you, you might ask. You know, there was a there was a thing going around uh, 
we knew about it for quite a while, but that he was a silent verbal at Princeton. And so people might ask, well, why would he be a silent verbal? Um, be- Princeton often has them because they're like sort of like committed to the application process. process, committed to the application process. So, you know, obviously Princeton's difficult to get into and, and you don't want to say I'm committed to Princeton and then not get in or something. So that's why a lot of times people do that for Princeton or Harvard or other academic schools. So that's, that's a silent verb thing. As far as what weight and how's he fit in at Penn state, you know, I thought for the longest time, um, you know, when, what well, was a freshman? I'm like, he, he makes a lot of sense to Penn State. He makes a lot of sense to Penn State. I think he would fit in there well culturally. But now it's like, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand how it's going to play out as far as the depth chart and and who's what. Way I mean, I guess they'll figure it out. It's a good problem for them to have. But you know, Roman, the max you can see him is going 41. The max you can see Bo is go going is 41 and how long can Robbie hold 25? They're going to be fine. There you go. It's so. Let's, let's move on. Well, hold on. Uh, Tyrell Todd to Missouri. <laughs> well, hold on. I'll explain really quickly. Okay. 2019-20, RBY sophomore, Nick Lee Jr. 2020-2021, RBY junior, Nick Lee Sr. That's them at 33 and 41. Bo and Robbie redshirt or maybe even gray shirt because Penn State does that. 2021, 2022, 125, Robbie Howard, redshirt freshman at 125. Bo, redshirt freshman, 133, RBY, uh, true senior, 141. Or Bo could be 141, but Robbie's going to be 25 to start, I bet. When you can basically say, hey, don't come to school for a year or whatever, like they're doing, it just gives them so many more options. When you have two redshirts to play with with guys, and guys are just like give up a year of their life, like Beard and uh, Neville's and I mean, they're willing to do that. The The thing with them fitting in the lineup is I highly doubt Bo and Robbie will ever actually overlap in weight. There was a point where I thought that was going to happen. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Yeah. Now, obviously, look, they got another year to grow. You never know. One thing I've I've learned slowly is, like, you just never know with – how these guys are going to grow. Sure. You can guess, you can look at parents, you can say, well, he's been at this weight for a while, but you just never know. I mean, Brody Teske, I mean, right? too big apparently. Um, yeah, how does he fit in all this? He doesn't? I guess like one year? I mean, they can figure it out, but I'm talking, I'm, <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I think, all right. I think Robbie and Bo are going to more be the ones to dictate it. Yeah. No, my I, opinion. I agree with that. Okay. Um, I mean, Bo just placed the senior open. He did. Well, it, yeah, he did. I. He should be go, going juniors. Is he going juniors? I hope so. He's a prime example of someone that, when, when we were having that discussion uh, last show, mm-hmm. I guess it was, about guys that are going seniors that should, you should be making junior teams first, right? I mean, I don't know if he would make the junior team. That would be really – tough for him to do i mean you got rby you got tag that's a really good weight i think mm-hmm. that's a great i mean he, what's his world team experience willie never uh, done it he's never made a uh, world team but now he's like all right seniors i don't i don't understand that i'm gonna be yeah i don't understand it either i mean it, it's it's cool i guess it's cool if you know you go to the senior open test the waters and then go back to juniors i right. hope that's what he does um 
and I think um, I think that's what he should do. I think there's we should talk about a couple notes on that front. Um, Vito going down to juniors, right? Is that correct? He's he's registered juniors. Um, okay, you know, so and he's one where well, I get him going juniors and win it. I mean, he's never won worlds or anything like that at age level, so he's still got it to do. But he's someone that's like, man, I'm kind of right there to make a national team, which he he is. He definitely is. He's right there. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if he'd have gone seniors, but him going juniors probably makes more sense. And the competition that he's going to have at 50, if he, ma- I mean, I'll go ahead and say it. Vito should make the team with little issue at 57 kilograms for juniors. He does that. I think he's going to have some amazing competition for a junior world medal. It'll probably be a better overall experience for his for his arc and growth. So I get I get him doing that. But I would also would have understood if he'd have said, you know what, I'm right there to make juniors. I scored more points on Dayton Fix than anybody yeah. at the entire U.S. Open. No one scored as many as him. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Vito. So a couple of curveballs there. A couple of curveballs in the uh, junior field. I'm not going to remember all of them, but Vito going juniors 57, Bartlett I think should, um, and then Jacory team are moving from 70 to 65, which is pretty shocking to me. We'll see. Um, you you'll see if he actually goes there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that seems pretty really good cut. Who won 65 at? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, she's probably like, get me away from this Sasso. Brayton Lee nonsense. I just think he's, man, he's big, right? Projected 74 mm-hmm. for Nomad down at down I said at projected 165. They always embellish it. I have to add I have, one. I, I have right. always said projected 165 See, I think 65 slash 74. Um, anywho. Ryan Vulak going to Rutgers. Rutgers class is really, really good. The momentum for the Scarlet Knights continues. So that's... Uh, Exciting news for them. Choosing them over Penn State, Arizona State. Obviously, he initially, he literally had signed with George Mason, which sucks for them because Vulak would have been really, really good there under um, Beasley and company. Someone's yeah, going to, someone, one of these elite guys are going to um, take a chance on George Mason. It's going to pay off big time. They're going to get it started. The, Whenever guys flip, there's always the uh, man of their word thing. But they're always with verbals. Very rarely do yeah. we see a kid ask for a release when there's not a coaching change. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying anything about Vulak being a man of his word. But, like, normally there is an uproar when these things happen. And I saw very minimal um, of that yesterday. That's because it didn't involve him leaving a big-name program right. with a bunch of fans. Exactly. Fair point. If he left Iowa, if he left Penn State, or you know, decommitted from one of those programs, it would probably be all kinds of nonsense. And yeah, you're right. This is like a step further. He signed. He went through that process and signed, and then um, you know, backed out of it. And look, situations change, so I'm not trying to throw shade either way. George Mason Rutgers were the kid, but I'm just saying that's normally where you the uproar that. happens. Yeah. I think me and Nomad will uh, talk tomorrow on uh, who's number one on the show about recruiting class rankings. They're all done. I was sort of waiting for Vulak. Um, he was the final piece. But uh, I have Rutgers number four, and you have to really like what they're doing, bringing in him and Aragona in the middle. 
and uh, coming off a two champion NCAA tournament, they get the best recruiting class they've ever had. Yeah, pretty pretty impressive stuff going on there. Okay, uh, well, so Kyle, so Nomad's flying out Thursday for trials early in the morning. I'm not flying out till the afternoon so that I could do FRL Thursday. Willie will be on FRL. Kyle has, I think, sensitivity training or Lamaze. What's going on? No, I don't do the sensitivity training unlike you. We have a very important marketing offsite. Sounds very important. It's super important. You wouldn't understand literally any of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so because of that, just like aliens, you never know when or where they will come from. The Alien Hour coming at you rare on a Tuesday, but Kyle Brackey's going to bring you Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour. Yeah. Um, if I would have – CP texted me about this this morning. If I would have known that um, I was going to do this, I would have had the the really good one that I've been working on prepared. But we will have that for next week. It's going to be worth it. Yes, it will be. Police reports and all. <laughs> um, but this one is sent to us by our friend uh, Ryan Hawkinsmith, oh. who we met uh, in NCAAs. And this one's really good. Uh, it's called Dogman. Oh, okay? And there are two types of Dogman. Okay? The first is a canine type, which is just literally like an upright canine. Looks like an upright dog just walking. Like a werewolf? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, very similar. And then type three is described as looking exactly like Sasquatch, but with like a dog mouth instead of the flat face like a Sasquatch would have and also has claws on its hands and feet, unlike Sasquatch, which is just like toes and fingers. Now you said type three, What did I miss type two? No, this, the canine type and type three. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I so don't like, know. Type don't two know. is just like diabetes situation? Oh. Yeah, yeah. All right, got it, um, keep going. They were first sighted in Michigan <laughs> in 1887. Um, Long history, post-Civil War. Yes, but <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. They this site claims um, that they could have been around much thousands of years before that because the hieroglyphics of the Egyptian god of the underworld Anubis uh, has Anubis. drawings. Yeah, it's Anubis. Anubis. Sorry, nerds. <laughs> um, I was with you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> has drawings of uh, what appear to be dogmen. Wow. Um, How do they explain? So is this? How many continents are on? Because Egypt, I'm told, is in Africa. We're in the United States, so is it multi-continental? The only continent that Dogman has not been spotted on is Antarctica. Which most things haven't been spotted on Antarctica. Also, have you ever heard of Pangea? No. (laughs) Enlighten me. It's one. It's... It's, it's before the continents broke up. It's I'm one kidding. I've heard of <laughs> I don't think he was, Will. Willie's keep, a, keep educating him. Willie's opinion of me is so low. He's explaining Pangea. Well, no, like, I don't know. You guys, Kyle's you guys is so stupid. All right, so at one point the continents were smushed together like a puzzle, <laughs> Christian, but then they broke apart. Imagine the, the scientist who was like, Africa and South America look like they fit together. Holy and was like, wait a minute, that land bridge thing across the ocean, that's a terrible notion. Yeah, Gu- guys, job. get a load of this. All right, so let's get into let's get into Hold on. the KBDR of this. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was going to be my next point, okay? Because almost every eyewitness who encounters a dogman say they thought the dogman was just going to eat their face. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> o- less than 1% of the people who see... Dogman have been attacked. 
Wow. Does it have any deaths attributed? No deaths attributed to attributed to it at the time, or at the time right now. So I, I would say it's probably like it's probably like a five. Like it's gonna scare it the crap out of you. If you have a pacemaker, it could stop your heart, kind of thing. Yeah, it could scare right, you to death. Yeah. it's gonna it's gonna he scare has, the crap out of you. He has no bodies. The dude has dog men have no bodies on their Man. account. It's Just, a low. It's a zero. KBDR. But no, it's not a zero. Not a zero. Willie look, doesn't look, know what he's look talking about here. It's, it, it never hurt anybody. Listen. Another he never okay, hurt anybody. Well, he said he never killed anybody. The, that we know of. We just don't have the data to support it. That doesn't mean he hasn't killed anyone. He probably ate him. There's no evidence. It's like, oh. Bones pretty, and pretty all. Pretty much any missing person, any missing person, we don't know where they are, is a possible body for Dogman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay, another thing that's that. really cool about Dogman, and I, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on this. Ooh. It's a North American Dogman project, but it's a group of volunteers around the country who it is their quest <laughs> to find Dogman. And they have this website and they have message boards NADP? where they talk to each other. NADP, and I can join. You can join? Yeah, I don't know, I'm fill out my name and email and put a message in. Willie's gonna see start spending more time there than Hawkeye Report. <laughs> but yeah, they have a message board and you can like report <laughs> sightings and I can interact with the Dogman community and, and really track it down. Wow, and is it an intercontinental community? Because of the I would assume situation? So. Yeah, I would assume so. Wow, Dogman's kind of bringing people together. Exactly. I kind of like. I kind of like Dogman. Um, so to refresh myself on Anubis, because I haven't been in the conspiracy world in a while, I forgot. Okay, the, the very. It just, <laughs> I would it, it, it love to have known the time when No Man was in the conspiracy. It world. was heavy. It was very heavy. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I forgot, like, as soon as I, it was like one sentence, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, this is Anubis. Uh, a man with a jackal head. <laughs> Since jackals were often seen in cemeteries, ancient Egyptians believed that Anubis watched over the dead. Like, yeah, of course there are jackals in cemeteries. They're scavengers. Like, Wait a second. On, cemeteries? They didn't yeah, have like cemeteries. Where they, put... they, had freaking, they, they had mummies. They, had they didn't mummify they didn't, everyone. Only, like, you know how expensive it was? That was yeah. an entire process. Do they like preserve the the organs? They buried them like resplendently. Yay! Hey, did you did you realize they found like a hundred thousand mummified dogs? They used to mummify their dogs. Yeah, because of Anubis. Because they're like, hey, please don't kill us, God of Death. Yeah. What Probably. do we say, no, the God of Death, Willie? Not today. Not That's today. Right. Not today. Mum- mummify your dogs. They also didn't want them to become dogmen. Yeah. yeah. If you mummify them, they Speaking. won't morph. So here's what we learned today. Our Spay cemeteries. and neuter your animals and mummify them. Mummify them. On I this, mummified all my animals. On this North American project site, it's pretty cool. They have sightings broken down with pie charts by season. <laughs> Most occur, 44% occur in the summer. Wow, so dogman season is literally coming. Yes. Jeez. And then... Uh, this is just what we needed. 67% of the sightings are by civilian, 22% by police, and then 11 military. Eleven percent military side. That's thirty-three percent from uh, from troops or police officers, sworn mm-hmm. officers of the law. This That's is right. the most Who literally cannot lie. Data-filled alien now we've ever had. I love it also it. has it broken. Like it also has it broken down by times, like the times of the sighting. Oh, okay. Is it is it a nocturnal okay. creature? Are they? Yeah, yeah. Most are between nine p.m. and midnight. Wow. So wow. in the summer, and then, and then, so the the two most nine p.m. to midnight. Um, and then uh, midnight to 3 a.m. is the second most. Man, so 9 to 3 wow. in the summer. 
Yeah, I can't believe that most of the sightings come when your eyesight is not very good. It's crazy. It's when did Willie become such a hater? I'm sorry, uh, yeah. Willie? Listen, I hope your face gets ripped off by a dog man. Ah, uh, yeah. You won't I'm be able to run very fast from it. Oh, you get run down immediately. Wait, with the Bigfoot, hey, the Bigfoot, the alien, I'm out on the Oklahoma octopus and the dog man. Oh, I can't wait to throw you in a lake. Yeah. Okay, is motion to kick Willie off alien hour? Pass. Seconded. No. All right, I, thank what you. What are you talking about? I'm the biggest proponent of, of aliens, by the way, on no, this panel. Not. No, you're not. Oh, we're a panel now? I'll tell you. <laughs> we are a panel. That's why Friday's the best. What's what's Friday? What's Friday mean to you? I'll tell you what it means to me. It means what? on the History Channel, Ancient Aliens, Marathon, all day, every Friday. Oh, my gosh. I'm sad <laughs> that you know that. All right. Well, thank you for the dog, man. Um, we'll be – hey, on our final X road trip, we'll, we'll have to be on the lookout for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. We'll hit multiple time zones. What? That's just Willie. Yeah, just I know. my head at Willie. Yeah, he's just the ultimate SMH. <laughs> All right, great alien hour. Cannot wait for the classified documents. It's going to be, um, man, we might need a half hour for that one. Seriously. Be good. We should just keep teasing it out. First of all, we should just keep teasing it out and just make people wait longer. Just never do it. Second of all, so we have these nice we have these nice lower thirds that we're doing. I uh -huh. think we need a special one for Kyle Brackey's alien hour. Yeah, I think so too. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we can work we on that. We also have to create, at some point, we have to create like a, you know what, we have like a top ten. Like a top, top 10 or a top 5 yeah. uh, list graphic of their KBDRs. I think, and then you can see which is the most dangerous. By next March, we should have enough that we yeah. can fill out like a 33, 32-man bracket. And, uh, Definitely 33. Then we'll have it. We yeah, need to have a pigtail. We, we have to have that stupid. No, you know what? We will be the chain, <laughs> and our bracket will not have the pointless pigtail. Uh. All right. Good stuff. Thank you, Kyle Brack. Mm -hmm. Now. Where to next, you may ask. Well, I think we should discuss the <laughs> the world team trials. Well, that that, really that was – it made me laugh because you, in the process of saying you may ask where next, is you actually trying to come up with it in real time. <laughs> you had no idea where you were going next. No, we're going to world team. We're going to Raleigh, North Carolina, the capital right. of North Carolina. And the world. Not And the world. Um, it's neither of those things, but we'll go with it. Where, let's just start, you know, let's start with the smallest weight and then work our way up. Um, Fine. Because that makes sense. Thomas Gilman, Jack Mueller, uh, Spencer Lee's qualified, but he ain't going to be there. Come on. Darian Cruz, Josh Rodriguez, Zane, Vito, Nato, not going. Frank Pirelli, Zach Sanders. Now, I think we should do um, quick predictions and keep it moving, but... If uh, considering Dayton's in Final X and Spencer's not coming, I don't see any way that Thomas Gilman Dayton fix is not the Final X, and that Thomas Gilman. I will hope win that. This week. I hope that. Call me crazy, but I hope that Mueller's on the opposite. Well, yeah, I hope Mueller's on the opposite side as Gilman because he's the only one. <clears throat> I mean, at least I there's like mystery. Thomas, yeah, at least there's some suspense. Like, there's no scenario I could see Cruz. I know he beat him one time in folk style, but come on. Um, you know, we've seen – he texted Zane Richards. NATO's not even going. Pirelli Sanders. I just, Mueller's the only guy, like, maybe. I don't know. He's got freestyle chops. He's really talented. He's big. Uh, but, yeah, so I think if, if Vito's just juniors all the way, 
I, I just don't even see. If Vito drops, or I don't know, goes down to juniors, whatever word you want to use, that drastically increases the odds that Mueller's on the opposite side of Gilman. Yeah, because then there'll be a seven-man bracket, and he will probably be the six or seven seed. Got it. Well, he won U twenty threes last year, right? I mean, how much? How much did it count that versus the guy that took third at the Open? You know, the big question. We'll get to sixty five. Is where do you seed Jordan Oliver? That's crazy. We'll get to that. Let's go sixty one. Anyone taking anyone but Gilman? No. I got Gilman mm-hmm. over Richards, and I think so. I think Richards will make the the national team. Gilman will get two more cracks at Dayton at Final X Lincoln Part Two. Penn State Willie has I'll Josh Rodriguez. <laughs> I'll take uh, Mueller to make the finals and Gilman win it. Yeah, I can get with that. I, I'm down with that. All right, 61 kilograms. Joe Clone sitting in Final X. Cody Brewer sitting in the World Team Trials finals where he will await some combination of uh, Nico, Joey Palmer, Tyler Graff, Corey Clark, Tony Ramos, Earl Hall, or Shelton Mack. Um, maybe Sean Fawes? I don't know about that one. But no Nashawn. I'm just looking at the qualifiers. No Austin Gomez. Josh Saunders, I can't imagine, goes senior. Nick Soriano's not coming. Sorry. So, yeah. To me... Uh, as good as Nico looks, I think you have to say he's probably the favorite to emerge there. But if you want to talk about guys that can beat him, I, I think there's guys here that can that can give him a match up to that point. I'm really intrigued. I think this could go so many different directions. Um, Willie, how are you leaning here? I'm leaning Nico um, to win the whole thing. Uh, I think I think he wins the. I mean, like you said, if if there's a lot of guys that if they beat Nico in that route, I'm not surprised. Um, but I, I mean, the data says we just saw him a couple of weeks ago, and he won in the finals where he got Brewer, and then uh, I don't know. I think <clears throat> I think he could beat Brewer in the two or three. I do too, uh, but I mean. I don't know. Nico is such an interesting matchup because he can. You can't really even implement your game plan because he's so he's tough to get a hold of, and he's so quick. He just dart in on your legs, and he's kind of on. He's close to unexposable from there. Like Corey Clark's been able to, but he can get in on those shots and he either scores or stalemate. Stalemate. Yeah. Right. He's just like is really he, good. Did there. I hear? Did I hear that Nico? Was only like training part time. Did I hear that, or is that gibberish? Well, I mean, define part time. Like, you can only train so many hours in the day. Now, does yeah. he have a full time yeah. job that's not wrestling? Yeah, he's like a yeah. he works financial for his, advisor. Or he works something. for his dad. Mhm. So I don't know. I think he looked good there. Um, I'm going with Nico. Who are you guys going with? I mean, I can't pick a, because Cody Brewer is sitting out. And Nico could very well – the pragmatic choice is Cody. One, he already beat him. And you can say, all right, yeah, he throw him. But throws are legal in freestyle wrestling. Um, and it's like, yeah, Nico could emerge and be the guy. And maybe he'd be the favorite in a two out of three. But even still, it's – you know, I don't know. So I'm going with Brewer. Uh, maybe it goes three. What if, what if I went like this? Because you're right, the odds are better to pick Brewer because Brewer don't have to beat anybody until the finals. 
What if I went like this? Nico is in the finals right now. It's two or three. Brewer versus Nico. You still take Brewer? Man, that's really tough. It's yeah, tough I think I will. I, I I think he's more. I just think he's a little more dynamic. I just yeah, think he has more ways to win. That. Although I was really surprised mm-hmm. he couldn't get to his legs in any way. Like, I feel like I feel like Cody Brewer versus Nico Megalutis. There should be like a severe physical advantage for Cody that I really didn't see in that match. Like I just think Brewer's huge and he's strong and he shoots through guys. And when he won national titles, he's like destroyed everyone. He's just like such a like a physical force. And I think Nico is just like he's a tw- career twenty five. He's small. He maybe could get moved around, even though there's not really a track record of Nico getting moved around against anyone. Anyone, yeah. It's kind of like Gilman. I don't know, not not in style, but in results and kind of uneven performances. Um, kind of like Nation, like Nation, if Nation comes out and does and is the best version of himself, like it's almost like nobody's gonna beat that guy. And it's like Brewer, kind of same thing. If Brewer's the best version of himself, I mean, the sky's the limit, right? That's that's my thing. That's my thing. I feel like when that dude's shooting double legs from space and finishing and he's got upper body stuff and he actually has a pretty good gut wrench if I recall correctly. I just I just like I just I like the points he can score. He can score a lot. I also I'm with you on the like the skill set, right, of Brewer. And I also like I don't know, this is kind of a random thing, but you know, Nico is training and then working, right? Whereas Brewer's coaching and so constantly has to not only help himself but help other guys and and a lot of times guys talk about how that really helps them with their own technique and 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 their own ways of preparing for matches and and brewer even talked about it after the open where he goes i'm literally having to walk myself through this match and go how would i prepare an athlete for the semis how would i prepare an athlete for the finals and then trying to live it out so that when i go back and i coach these guys i can you know tell them hey i'm i'm practicing what i'm preaching and I don't know how much value that has, but to me it seems like it should be a lot. And so for that reason, because of the skill set, I'm taking him over Nico. Two matches to none. Kyle Bracky. I mean, it's a pretty good point. I was really impressed by Nico at the Open. Like Christian said, I couldn't believe Brewer didn't get to his legs at all. I thought that would be like a high-scoring match, Mm -hmm. and Nico just kind of shut him down. And that's why, even though Nico has to go to the tournament, I'm going to pick Nico Megalutis. Dang. Nico train. It's it, man. I just I think of like freestyle upside. I feel like Tyler Graff has more, um, Ramos, Clark, but Nico's just better. He was better than all those guys. Mm-hmm. I so I I need to get on. I mean I'm on board. I mean, I clearly think he's a Graff first. Graff lost to Palmer. Graff lost to Palmer twice, two times. The first one was. I think they were both by criteria. The first one was more flukish in nature in that Graf gave up a caution one right at the end. He got hit for a weird – it was like a standing head, uh, head pinch chin drop. It was weird. Go back and watch it. And then gave up a late step out. But if you kind of watch it, he looked better in the match. Graf looked better. But then the second one, Palmer looked better, and they just traded takedowns, and Graf, or, uh, Palmer got the second I'll one. i tell you what, man. Like – Palmer looked the part. He's, he's got more. Like, he's got more bodies than he Dog Man. Really, he looked. <laughs> he looked really good, man. I mean, he 
it wasn't just like wow he had a really good tournament and maybe maybe got fortunate like he was doing some stuff he was really slippery hard to finish on threatened when you were in on him i mean he's slick he was, he's really he good. good he's the one we talk about every year like oh guys come out of nowhere he came out of nowhere he's not at oregon state he's like coaching a high school he had team washington singled on he had no affiliation it wasn't even like tight <clears throat> he was like oh yeah come like he was just straight unattached. He's the he's the new unattached assassin. I, I don't even know what school he was coaching at. I don't even know who's in his corner. He just was like, yeah, I'm going to show up and get third and beat Tony Ramos and Tyler Graham. That's really random. I don't even understand that. And he beat Corey Clark last year. Yeah, he beat Clark. He's, like, he's starting to he beat, pile up he wins. He beat Waters. Yeah. I mean, he so beat Waters, Ramos, Clark, Graf twice in the last year or so. His danger rating is higher than Bob, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right, 65. Seed this bad boy. Holy smokes. Here we go. All right, Yanni is in final X. We've got Dean Heil made it last chance. We haven't even talked about Dean Heil. Kept freaking Joey McKenna, who was in final X last year, from qualifying. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Think how, think how close Joey McKenna was – I mean, I seriously doubt it was ever consideration in Joey McKenna's mind that he would not qualify for World Team Trials. Right. But he is like a weird, some weird stuff in the NCAA finals away from qualifying, right? And then he get he loses to Dean on the front side, and I forget who he lost to on the back side. We knew 65 was just like landmine central. Nomad's pulling it up here. And then he got, well, he'll get it at, at last chance. And then like, Dean Heil is just his kryptonite. He can't beat him. He's never beaten him. He lost to Molnar on the backside in the blood round. Which would not have put him in the top. Right. He still would have had to win another one to get seventh or higher. Um, so you lose like three times in basically matches to put you in. That's tough. But, yeah, I don't – Dean Heil's what, 4-0, 5-0 against Joey? Something like that. I don't think he's ever lost to him, yeah. Something to know. Dean Howe, yeah. So, okay, Dean, Jordan Oliver, Jaden Ironman, Kanan Store. I mean, Kanan Store's in it, not Joey McKenna. Um, love Kanan Store. Jason Ness, Frank Molinaro, BJ Futrell. Um, I don't think we'll see. We have other qualifiers such as McKee, McChrystal, Demas, but I don't think we'll see any of them. Maybe Demas. Uh, Demas still junior eligible. I think he is. Because um, he likes to enter tournaments, so he might just. He might just roll up. He might just show up to both. Catch it. Show up to Raleigh. So, Nomad, give us your projected seeds here. I, I know you had them in your article, but I'm curious. Mm -hmm. So here's my thing. I believe the – so he's never lost to Jordan. He's never lost to Frank and probably never lost to Jason Ness. Who's he? Uh, Oliver. Okay. So – because oh. uh, Oliver's a big question. Yeah. So I think that they will reward Zane for making the finals by making him the one seed. Well, yes. But I don't think they will drop Oliver any lower than two. Man, really? I don't. If Frank had gotten third, I would say maybe, because Frank has done more than Jason Ness in the past year, right? How how far back are we going to get Jordan Oliver as the two? Well, they used results in the last two years. <sighs> okay, so what are his results? Well, he won the Open. I mean, that's what they used to get him. That's what they used to get him as the one seed at the Open. Jordan so, Oliver, he did not win the. 
He won the he Open two years ago. I'm talking two. I just said results in the past two years, so 2017. How can they count? How can they count a, a tournament that it was? He did not win because he failed a drug test. I don't. Did you ask this when he was the number one seed for the this year's Open? No, I'm asking now. I mean, that's crazy to me. I mean, what? <laughs> Listen. <clears throat> I don't know. Is that not preposterous? You said that the result doesn't count. You put Zane or Frank Molinaro or the Biotro. It's like it didn't happen. I don't understand how you. But then he made. He wins. was the one seed at the Open. Yeah, that was probably not right. I mean, I know he beat Zane, but we're talking AWL. Well, they don't. They don't count AWL stuff. They sure as heck did. Plus plus nine weight allowance. Why do you think Tony Ramos was behind Corey Clark? Uh, that's preposterous. All right, well, How do you we're, count we're, something succeeding when the, when, the, when, the, when the freaking weight allowances? I mean, it's well, an exhibition. All right, well, we're, we're relitigating open seeds, so. Uh, that's fine, because it's never been brought up before. Let's relitigate. So, let's I re have Jordan as the two. So, you think J.O.'s the two? Well, if we're just counting whatever we want to count, yeah, I guess. I mean, you fail a drug test at an event. I feel like those. I mean, I don't care. I think I think it, ideally, if you're just seeding it on common sense, maybe you do separate those two. But at the same time, the guy dipped out on day two of the open. He failed the drug test the last open. He spent a lot of time at 70. I don't see the 65 results there, like someone that's been in the streets, like Jason Ness, Frank Muller. Frank, all those guys could have had the opportunity. I think he should be seated behind all the guys that wrestled back on day two of the open. Period. And also, what message does that yeah, send? I mean, so he should be. I mean, we, we say the same thing. We say the same thing in college wrestling. It's it's real. It's real difficult to not take a loss when you don't wrestle. Yeah. Right? So he should be the. If you, for, eight if you or forfeit nine out seed? the backside yeah. of Big Tens, it's hard to not lose. Um, yeah. Jason Ness wrestled back for third. That should that should mean something. It should mean something that that you did that. And that you are denied the opportunity. Jason Ness is denied the opportunity to get a better seed than Jordan Oliver because Jordan Oliver decided I'm not going to do anything today. So does this fall under? So in this instance, you prefer the by the book process seeding as opposed to a common sense seeding where we assume that Jordan Oliver is one of the top two guys. We have a tournament where all these guys entered three weeks ago, which That's, sets the seeding. Go by that. Just go by that. And I don't think J.O. probably cares. Like, whatever. Seed me seed me how you want to seed me. But I just think uh, to, to give a little I, – I just think that makes the most sense. Now, I don't know how they'll do it. But they all entered the same bracket three weeks ago. If yours, and they finished in an order. Go if, with that. If you're Zane, who would you rather see on your side, Frank or J.O.? Frank. Frank yeah. But that's that's stinky. And I like how I continue to gloss over Jason Nassa, so he did not just beat Molinero, which right. he did. I know. Now he lost to what? Zane. Also, also this. Uh, also, is A, Jordan Hurt? I don't think so. I think he was okay. hurt. Oh, yeah, there's a thing. He might go up. That's, like, been discussed. So, So two things. A, is he hurt because I heard he was hurt. B, um, another reason why, and listen, Jordan Oliver was my dude. I'm just, I wish he was first seed. Um, but I'm just talking about 
intelligent process here. And another another thing is that he hasn't well, sixty five on two day weigh ins is a thing for him, right? So I don't sure. see I see that as another thing at like if he didn't make weight the second day and he didn't no that's another that's another question mark for him right that's another reason why you should reward the guys that did play him exactly right uh that's what they should do and he'll be the eight or nine we'll see if they do it apparently they were very mad at jordan when he did not wrestle the second day to now, the when point you say they the powers that be um there were, to the point that there was some vote. I mentioned this already. I don't know how you could possibly vote. Yeah, you're, you're right. You brought you brought that up when we came back. So in that case, there may be a movement to punish him. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what the goofy thing about seating is, man, is when you when you quote unquote punish, like like let's say there's nine people in this bracket, and when you punish, you actually sort of punish the one seed. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And that, yeah, that's why it's always a big stink because there is a sliding scale or slippery slope of, well, we know he's the second best guy. It's like, yes, but then what is the point of wrestling back? Which I know is what you just said, and I, mm -hmm. and I argued against it, but the point is valid. Like, what is the point of having day two of a tournament? What is the point of having a backside for not going to count it? And, you know, does it hurt? It hurts Jordan if he ends up being the eight or the nine and he's sure. on the same side as Zane. So. If you do that and you show, hey, if you do this, if you dip out on the second day of the open, you're going to hit in the seed. Guys will think twice about it. But if you say, not only can you forfeit out, we will just give you this seed because two years ago when you failed a drug test, you won a tournament. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what kind of message that sends. Well, yeah. I don't know. On one hand, right. Why are they, why are they holding uh, – the results why are they holding the results as if they're like legit when you got punished for that for that tournament on the other hand i mean sometimes i i don't even remember i don't even know i mean it, sometimes those tests are stupid right it could be afrin or something or like i mean he doesn't matter what it was it could have been for cotton uh, candy. The whole the thing. If you fast test, it doesn't count. And he was out for a year. It doesn't matter what it was for. So, just for uh, perspective, last year Seth Gross forfeited out, made the semis, got six. He was seated fourth at the trials. Molnaro did the same thing at seventy, and he got the three seed. So they haven't punished really. So they before. have punished slightly in the sense of now neither of those guys were. The one seed going... Well, Molnero was actually the one seed. So, Molnero's the one seed going in 70 last year. Who do you lose to? Chainbow. Chainbow, who won. How about another passivity? <laughs> he lost to Chainbow three times, right? Between open and trials. Anyway, so they only punished Molnero two spots. Yeah. So, so I do tuned. think they will they will keep J.O. in that two or three spot. Hey, we should make predictions. We haven't done that yet. Um, I'll say Zane emerges um, through maybe over J.O., maybe not. I don't know. Maybe J.O. goes up, maybe not. I just think this is the time. This is Zane's time. He's going to make the finals against Yanni D, Final X Rectors. That's my prediction. William? Yeah, I got Zane. I don't know what the situation is with J.O. 
Um, so I'll go. I'll go Zane. I think Jordan Oliver is the best wrestler in that bracket, so I will pick Jordan Oliver. I will say Zane, um, as long as he doesn't hit J.O. before the best two out of three final. Hmm. So you think a one match favors J.O. One match more favors J.O. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Also, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'll, I'll take Zane unless Jordan wins. And then I probably have Jordan. Unless Frank Sweet. wins. Which case I have. What is your thoughts on... What are your thoughts on Jordan, like... <clears throat> I don't know. I don't want to say this and, like, offend Jordan. But <clears throat> oh, boy. What, what are your thoughts on... Because he struggled with... He struggled at, at Kolov with two-day weigh-ins. I don't know if he struggled at the Open with two-day weigh-ins, but... Well, he didn't. He didn't, struggle, he didn't do day. it. Right. Uh, I Jordan go up in the seventy, like maybe forever. I know next year. Forever next year for twenty nineteen, for all of eternity well, twenty nineteen. Yeah. There will be a there will be a non Olympic Worlds next year and whatever. No, he'll be. My he'll, thoughts on Jordan. Thoughts on Jordan at seventy. Thoughts on Jordan at seventy are he could. I would have liked if he had like a nice ramp up and was like truly seventy, like for a couple months. But he could beat, he could beat all these guys at seventy. I think yeah, sure he's the number two guy at both weights. Yeah, didn't he? he lost lose to, to Green. Yeah, he lost yeah, to Green. Yeah, that was 20, November twenty sixteen. So it was a while ago. But I still. What's the difference? I still think James Green's the best guy at seventy. I think Yanni's the best guy at sixty five, and I think. No matter which way J.O. goes, he is the second-best guy. Doesn't mean he'll make Final X, but I think he's the second-best guy. Okay. But not by enough that Zane can't beat him or Nolf can't beat him Dude, or whatever. Dude, 70 is stupid. If he comes up there, it's even stupider, dare I say. So Ryan Deacon, great. Ryan Deacon sitting out the Final X. No one with a bye to the finals. We've got James Green, Hayden Heidley, Anthony Ashnault, Jason Nolf, Alec Pantelio, Brandon Sorensen, Nazar Kolchitsky, Jason Chamberlain, and, of course, never to be forgotten, Mario Mason. So, this is this is a real dealer's choice here, boys. Because Hayden Hiley could, could win this whole dang thing. Yeah, he re he really freaking could. Did you mention Schnalty? I did. Okay. I just read the names, except Sorry. for Brady Berge. I did not read his name. Now I have. That's all the qualifiers. I am going to stick with my U.S. Open incorrect pick and <laughs> – Double down on incorrectness, potentially, and take Jason Nolf to win the whole dang thing. He and Green should be opposite one another. <clears throat> I think Hydley should be, like, the two or the three seed, maybe. I don't know how they'll do it because he was second at the Open and won U NCAAs or, or won U23 spot. I don't know. That should mean something. Over Hydley or Deacon, excuse me. Yeah, so what I'm curious about is will they go – will he beat – Pantelio last year, but he lost to him at NCAAs this year, which is folk style. But he he also beat him, right? I'm I'm saying most recent loss. Didn't they split at NCAAs? Right. Hayden went on the front side. Pantelio oh won. He's third. saying literally because it happened on the back side. It's the most recent. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Technically true. I mean, for if they're gonna go and count 
a 2017 U.S. Open where the results were thrown out because of a drug test. And ignore the fact that this man beat Ryan Deacon two out of three one year ago, who is now sitting in Final X, and he's also beaten Pantaleo. I, I don't know what they're looking at. I think he should be a really highly seeded because of those results. I I agree. I'm just saying I, he's, he's either going to be the three or the four. I just who's don't the, know which one. Who's the one right now, James? Yeah, James has to be the one. Greasy over because he beat Nolf. And the next question is the two. Is Not that really. the next question? Nolf should be the two. Green and Nolf should be one and two. Unless either of them change weights, there's no reason that anyone else should be one or two aside from Green and then Nolf. So, so then, so then it's James and Nolf, and then the next question becomes who's on James's side, right? Who's on third, so, Pantaleo or Hydley? Yeah. Right. Have Hydley and Green ever wrestled? Not to my knowledge, because Green was sitting out last year to Final X, so he wasn't at the Open, mm-hmm. nor was he at Trials. Yeah. And they're way too old that they would have ever hit in college. Or Green's much older, rather, that right. they would have never hit in college. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if Green's a – if Hydley matches up well with Green or not, or if it's a terrible matchup. I'm I, not sure. I, I don't like think Hiley, he does. You don't think Hiley matches up well? And I wrote it I because Hayden Hayden wrestles a lot of control matches, right? A lot of very – like if you watch the match, like, well, he was going to win the whole time, but it's like 3-1, right? And it's a little better in freestyle because he's so powerful and he can open up and drive guys out and turn those takedowns into fours. But I just think – it, it it's green is a little better at playing that game than Hydley because Hydley's still younger than him. You say that and then it's true, and then I just can't unsee Ryan Deacon. Yeah, the Ryan Deacon thing. I know. Ryan I hear Deacon. you. So I don't. I don't freaking know. I this weight is crazy. It really. There's so much variability, and maybe just Nolf and Green will just be like emerges a class. I think they are the two best guys, but man, there's a lot of variability here. Uh, so I tell you, it was up 6-0 on Nolf. No, yeah. I know he came. I know Nolf came back, and Nolf's never lost to him, but, like, still, that's that's notable. It is definitely notable. I'm still taking him. Whatever. Fight me. Someone else make a prediction. I'll go. I think that J- I'll take James. I think that Hyde should be the three. Um, and so I will, I will take, I will take Nolf over Hydley, although I think Hydley could win. Uh, and then I think James has less of a problem with Pantelia than he does with either Hydley or Nolf, because I think they present different problems. Um, so I'll go James over Pantelio in one semi. I'll go Nolf narrowly over Hydley in the other semi, and then I'll go. Uh, James over Nolf in the finals. Gotcha. I'm very curious about what kind of Nolf we're going to see because I was a little surprised that he was so demonstrative about, like I understand he's upset he lost, but he's so demonstrative about the way in which he lost with the four. And that just kind of seemed out of— demonstrative? He was it. like completely beside himself. He's like, this was not a four. This was not a four. And they were going over it like, this is how I landed, which I guess maybe was just was in the like, moment. But Tabater was doing the like following Yanni thing. Uh-huh. So he wasn't really getting to watch. And he like came up to me on press room. He's like, hey, what happened in the Nolf match? Like, he was back there like acting out. Like, 
this exact scenario and like just falling to his back and like showing how he thought he landed with the floor. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's just like one little thing, but it just seems so out of character for Penn State in general, North specifically, that I'm just I'm wondering if he's you know James is going to be able to get him get him out of out of his head or whatever. Also, he did this thing. Well, what? I think that's just because. What does that mean? Jason Dolph is low key in, in like a like a not a, in a mean way, but like low key a prick on the mat. Like he he messes with people all the time, and yeah. it's kind of funny. And it's fine. I like the, it. Zane does the chin thing. Yeah. he was messing with Yanni too because he saw like the hands and face was annoying Yanni. So he's, like, he's not like yeah, he's not like a prick in terms of he's like punching people, but he messes with people. Yeah. Um. But I think. But now I'm like, can they also get in his head? And I just think I. I Again, like I'm gonna pick the best wrestler. I think it's James Green. I just, yeah, yeah. Kyle Bracky. Uh, I picked Jason Dolph to win the open, and I'm gonna be really stupid and get off that train. Oh, pick, and pick James Green, and Jason Dolph will probably win now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sticking with it. He's got to double yeah. down. I know. Yeah, none of us are. Did you none guys of us are gonna be surprised if Jason wins? Did you guys see Drake wore 76 ers shorts to like? Yes. He uh, yeah. he wore he wore he wore 76ers shorts to reverse juju the the thing with the and Raptors. It worked. Yeah, yeah let's let's I get mean, Drake's take on this weight. The curse is definitely confirmed since yeah. he wore the Sixers pants and then the Sixers lost the first buzzer beating. He's uh, worse than the Madden curse. He's worse than any sports curse I've ever seen. Yes. He had a Team Cersei shirt on him pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 70, I can't wait to get to that. 74. Yeah, at some point we're going to have to talk about. All right, here's the qualifiers. A couple obvious ones. Alex Smythe, of course. Um, Makai Lewis will not be there. Sorry. I'm sorry. He won't be there. Richie Lewis, Tommy Gant, Anthony Valencia, Logan Massa, Brian Murphy, Dan Valamont, Jared Freyer, Joey Lavalley. Oh boy! I kind of feel like it's Richie, Valencia, Gant—one of those three, right? To face you're saying to or, face Imar. To face Imar. Okay, I was like, sorry. uh, Imar's sitting in the finals. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So I feel like Imar's gonna win. Yeah. But, all right. Uh, now I understand. Who's who's gonna emerge there? I'm really intrigued by Richie Lewis. I f- I haven't seen him compete. Since Schultz, I guess. Yeah, Schultz was the last time. How did he do with the Schultz? We won. He was the highest placer, correct? Yeah. He won it. Yeah, that's how we qualified. Who was there though? Yeah. I knew he was the highest placer. Chimizo, I, uh, I think Sargush and Godoya. It was not necessarily a field that would Godarzy. jump out at you. I guess that's that's what I was getting to. Sometimes the Schultz One of the like, Cytives. you know. I think Burroughs was there. So, anyway, solid field, not great. Um, so yeah, all right. Let's first make your pick. Who's who gets to Imar? I'm gonna say, um, dang, it's Tommy Gant City. So maybe you should yeah, it's a city. It's his city. All right, I'll go Tommy Gant. It's his city. Tommy Gant to Imar makes it to Imar. I really like Tommy Gant. Let it never be He's said this is not a pro Tommy Gant con- podcast. Here's the thing. Doesn't everybody love Tommy Gant? I Everyone love loves Tommy, Tommy Gant. Gant. Who doesn't like him? Tommy Gant? Yeah, I don't know how you couldn't. If you, I, you know who uh, doesn't yeah, like him? The Tommy people Gant. that have to practice with Tommy Gant. I've seen him. <laughs> I've watched that guy practice with people. It's horrible. He he had some dude 
up against the wall, just like wouldn't let him off the wall <laughs> for like ten minutes straight. He's just like taking this guy down, letting him up, keeping him in the wall. It was it was some Big Brother stuff to the max. Um, so yeah, he's a savage. We need him for on sure. the wall. We need him on that wall. That's right. Uh, he has never served in a forward area. Who you got, Will? Tommy. Tommy Gamp. I'm our best two out of three. Yeah, I'm I R. just between the pace, I think this weight is awesome for Tommy. I think uh, same day Wayne is, is really good for him. It's his city. Valencia had a lot of gassing issues at um, the open. At his career, you mean? Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> um, Richie's Richie's fine. Richie looked great at the Schultz. Uh, Gant beat him um, also at AWL. So I just I don't see any way it's not Tommy Gant and. I went back and re-listened to the the interview that Imar did after the Open. That dude is in such a a zone right now. Like all he's focused on is Burrows. Like it's it's and, and Gant made a match toward the end, but it it just seems like yeah yeah I got I got to do this because I got to get to Burrows. But like n- nobody's touching me. It was I, one four. I don't know if I don't. Um, so I interviewed Jordan uh, before Beat the Streets. And he was talking about Imar. He's like, I'm telling you, this like, if it's gonna be him, it's not gonna be. And I'm not sure if this was in the thing we released or the thing that will come out later. But he's like, it's gonna be a thing this year. It's like that guy got a lot better going to all the training camps and stuff afterwards. He's like, he was a different dude after Final X. You uh, should but, listen to his interview because you could just tell. Like he talked about, it. he's like, you know, on the surface it looks like there's a big difference. But there's really not, um, and and again, you know, maybe that's just posturing, and maybe that's him just talking himself up. But it seemed very genuine. Where he's like, "No, like I'm coming." I, yeah, I agree, Nomad. I think that there's a lot of times, you know, sometimes we like snicker to ourselves about what people say on Twitter or in interviews, and like, you know, take the take the Tyler Berger thing where. You know, he was saying on Twitter he was going to beat Nolf and, and right. this and that. And, like, you know, a lot of people to themselves, like, come on, Tyler, you never were really close, you know? But, and, but to me, I'm like, in a sport like wrestling, you almost have to do that. I mean, you don't have to talk outside, you don't have to put it on Twitter, but you have to tell yourself that internally. And I think there's sometimes where we laugh at things like, all right, this guy is saying it's going to be close, and come on, let's get with reality. And there's other times where I think, okay, you know, this might be a thing, and um, everything I'm hearing and just the body language and the vibe I get from Imar is that he really truly does believe that he can go with Jordan. Yeah. I, and I wonder with, with Imar, has he ever – Imar had that that amazing combination of like – He's unreal physically. He's so <laughs> he's so powerful, but also like he had this insane intensity about him that I feel like wasn't quite there his his junior and senior year. And maybe we're just saying that because he lost, but I, it just wasn't that force of nature. And if he gets that back, like that, he's like training insane. I I don't know. He, I he can really be there. I hesitate to do this because just because of the nature of what happened. I. Th- so part of that was Chenzo's was amazing. Yeah. Part of that I think had to do with the passing of his father. And we all process grief in, in certain ways. And I think 
you know, between being the hunted, between having an amazing guy on your way and, and having to deal with the, the loss of a guy who, who helped get you to where you are, I think it took Imar a few years to, not that you ever get over it, but to be able to fight through it. Um, and again, I, I hate saying that because it's talking about another man's family, but I think no, that I, might I have something to do with too. it. I had thought about that too, Nomad. Um, but I don't, and listen, when stuff like that happens, who knows, you know, maybe, maybe you're okay for a little bit and then a year down the road, it affects you whatever. But the timeline doesn't quite add up, right? Like, didn't he beat, he beat Chenzo after his father died, did he not? Well, yeah, yeah. He beat him. He beat him in Big Ten. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've all got Imar over Tommy Gant. Seventy-nine. We'll start picking it up. It's nine ten in the AM. We've got some great questions here, uh, and this becomes a. This is the. This is the last really tough one, I think. Oh, well, maybe not. Basically, it's this. We've got Ringer sitting out. Dakes in Final X. Ringer sitting out of trials. Uh, McFadden, I don't think we'll see him. Zahid Valencia, Nate Jackson, Chandler Rogers, Chance Marsteller, Nick Becker, Matt Feinselver, Gino Morelli, Stacey Davis. Oh, my gosh, I'm reading these names. Ben Harvey. Mark Hall. There we go. So Mark Hall, to me, it's Mark Hall and Zahid Valencia. We should see that in the I, – I don't know if they'll be opposite. I think they should be, but it's tough. Man, Mark Hall's a dang two-time world, junior world champion. That's got to get you opposite Zahid Valencia. That's got to be something. They have to. That's the best credential. I mean, that's the best credential in the field. You want to talk about process and what? It, no. Two-time junior world champ at seventy-four kilograms. If you if you really want to obey or respect the process, chances two, Marcus three. That's fine. Yeah, and to heed the one. Yeah. Right. So. Is is do we see anyone upsetting the apple cart of Zahid versus Mark Hall? Is my first question. Mm-mm. No. Okay. The apple cart will remain upright. Therefore, we will see Zahid and Mark Hall wrestle one another once again. I think it helps Zahid that Mark has to go through Chance. I think Mark wins, but Chance is gonna, you know, it's gonna be a match of re- some kind. So, didn't he? This was like 2015 or so, but didn't Mark kind of smash Chance twice? To make the team, like a pin and a tech or something like that. I still think even even if I he smashes right, one scoreboard, think... he's still gonna have to. Still gonna be a tougher match. Whereas yeah. I think Zahid's gonna sleepwalk through. Yeah, he probably will. Oh, that was that was Junior World Trials Finals. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Yep. Uh, I think it was 15. So r- regardless, I think it's those two. So. I, I'm not aware of a, of a freestyle meeting between these two. No, not 17. 17 was Marinelli Hall. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not aware of these two ever hitting in freestyle. Oh, no, right. you're right. 15. Yeah. Pin. Come on. Wisconsin. Uh, so what what do we think about the, the matchup here in terms of how it favors free versus folk? Because uh, in my opinion – well, one, one has had way better freestyle success, in my opinion. Mark Hall's won Junior Worlds twice. But Z- Zahid's maybe a little better on his feet. But I think if you add the freestyle element, I think that adds more pass to victory for Mark Hall. I think he's better parterre offense, whereas Zahid, we haven't really seen that from, from Zahid. I think some of his counter stuff is a little more, little more interesting. Um, but I wonder just about... 
is none of that going to matter? And it's just going to be a takedown contest, in which case you would favor Zahid. That's like the thing. That's the question in my mind. Like, will the fact that Mark has more weapons even be a thing? Will he get to use them? I say yes. I, I'm going to pick Mark to make the finals. Uh, yeah. I mean, to make the. I'm going to pick Mark against uh, Ringer. Um, I, I don't know why. Uh, it's uh, you know. I think I know why. Other than that, other than that, um. Well, why? Why? So the, why? So, why, are we, why are you? So let's think about let's think about this year in NCAA wrestling. They wrestled twice. Um, the first match, Mark won. One takedown to zero. The second match was one takedown to one, right? The difference was a ride out from Zahid, as I recall, in riding time. So the, to, to me, that says the neutral advantage that Zahid maybe had two years ago, or a year ago, I guess we could say, maybe not there anymore. And so you say, all right, maybe they're close on their feet. Mark's got turns, Mark's got a lace. Mark's got all these dynamic feet-to-back stuff that I don't know that Zahid has. Now, it's not certain that you'll get to use it against Zahid, and this guy did smash <laughs> Alex Derringer twice last year. I'm not discounting that. I know Zahid did that. But I think if you, if you just weigh all those factors, I, I like Mark, although I'm, I'll admit that Zahid maybe has the, the freestyle, has the neutral upside. I'm, I'm going Mark just because of weapons. Mark too. Um, let me ask you this, Christian. I'm going Mark to beat Zahid and make the finals against Ringer and Ringer winning. Yeah. Now, if if Zahid beats Mark, I will also take Ringer. But give me your contingency plan there. If if Zahid beats Mark, yeah, yeah, I like Ringer. Who are you taking? Yeah, my contingency plan is Ringer either scenario. Me too. I think he's. I think. Uh, yeah, that's my opinion. Curious for Daniel Nomad's thoughts here. If Mark wins, if Mark beats Zahid, Ringer will win. If Zahid beats Mark, Zahid will win. I think, I know what you're saying with weapons, Mm -hmm. but to me, in freestyle, I prefer the offensive wrestler to the defensive wrestler. And most of Mark Hall's weapons are defensively. The way he scored at the takedown, the way he scored the takedown at Rec Hall was off a reshot, or yeah, counterattack. And I like that Mark said, you know, after, and I wrote about this, after he won the scuffle, he said, I spent last summer working on my sprawl, working on not letting guys get to my legs instead of having to scramble, things that I believe will help me win world titles. That being said, I still think Zahid is better on his feet and will outscore Mark. Um, Mark will make it difficult, and I think it will be a more interesting match because of the nature of freestyle and because of their experience. But I just think Zahid is is – going to offer too many attacks, a stressful shot count, and outscore Mark. And I think he's going to do the same thing to Ringer, but I do. I, there's no way I see Zahid boat racing Ringer again. No way. Not happening. And you are actually contractually obligated to pick Zahid Valencia. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I'm picking him. <laughs> but, well, I'm lost. If you, if you, I'm, I'm picking him. If you did him, another I'm, flip and a half twist on the Zahid Mark thing, it'd be... No. I'm Very clear. I'm I, I mean, picking Zahid. Got it. I'm acknowledging there that Mark can win. Kind of. I'm picking Zahid. There needs to be some kind of deep dive. You go back through every FRL for the last maybe 60 episodes and find out where you really stand on this. No. Because I'm lost. I, I'll, here's where he stands. I'll, I'll explain your – he said, I will never pick against 
they could wrestle 100 times, and I will always pick Saheed to win. Even if okay? Mark wins. Okay. Even if there's a fire. Okay? Right. And then he said, even okay. if he beat him 99 times in a row, I would still pick Saheed to win the 100th match. Then okay, he saw. So far. Then he saw the rec hall thing, where he picks Zahid to win, and he mm-hmm. he changed his mind. Come NCAAs, based on how Zahid had looked, and then Zahid okay. won. Then the Zahid looked amazing against Daniel Lewis, and we all knew we done messed up. And then he said, after Mark lost to Zahid, he said, "I'm never doing it again. I'm really sorry." He he did. He cried a little bit, and he's a big enough man to admit it. He cried. But now he's so never he, going to do it again. He, he would never. He said he would never pick Mark against the heat, Zahid. Then he picked Mark against Zahid. Then Zahid won, and now he's saying he will never pick against Zahid again. The, Correct. This, the, the other time that this okay. happened was in 2017, when I allowed myself to be convinced that Dake would beat Burroughs. and so this is the second time it's happened, and I'm done with it. I'm, I'm just going to continue to stick with my gut. Which is, I think, that Zahid is slightly a better wrestler than Mark Hall. It's not audacious, no man. It's just fine. All right, Kyle Bracky. I'm taking Mark Hall over Zahid, but then Alex Deringer to get to Kyle Dick. Dang, three. Are we about to do this again? Three, three out of four of us are picking Mark to beat Zahid. We're probably about to. We're do about it again. to do it again. Yeah. We're gonna see something against Zahid, and we're we're gonna have a moment. And we're going to be like, we, we really did this again, huh, didn't we? We really picked Zahid to lose. But here we go. And you're all picking Ringer to beat yes. Mark. Yes. And I'm picking Zahid to beat both Mark and Ringer. I am here for this turn. Again, acknowledging Mark can win, certainly acknowledging Ringer can win. I think this is best of ever seen Ringer look, even counting last year when he gave Dake that match. But I just I think Zahid's the best guy. I think we're going to see Zahid versus Dake at Final X. And I am super concerned that Kyle Dake will have not wrestled a match from the World Championships until Final X. That seems like what will be the thing. Kyle, we need to get you some mad time, bro. Also, uh, Gadget Magomedov, who beat Kyle Uregan last year and lost him at Worlds, just got knee surgery, so not sure who Russia's going to send at 79. He's no problem. He, he did? So yeah. he, he lost at Euros, right? No, he didn't lose. He won in the semis but couldn't wrestle in the finals. Oh, okay. Because yeah. of carpet struggle. Because of knee. So anyway, <laughs> carpet struggle. He had a knee wound at carpet struggle. The the I'll Russian tell you what. Russian translations are the best. Mm-hmm. All remember right. when? Remember when Spay had carpet struggle? <laughs> he oh still gosh. does. He still had, he still won't get in the sauna because he wrestled Bader and he has no skin on his dang foot. All right, man. He often has carpet struggles. Eighty-six kilogram carpet struggle. Pat Downey's sitting out. Uh, man, hey, I tell you what, we always make fun of the podcast and the shows and the series that always try, they feel like they have to implement a wrestling move or a wrestling terminology for it to be like, oh, yeah. you know, writing time and, and take yeah, down whatever. everything, right? If you did carpet struggle for your podcast <laughs> yeah. or your column, you win. Would, you win. <laughs> carpet struggle would be. I'm to it just because of the title. I, yeah, I don't even care what it is. You could just be reading the phone book. I will subscribe to Carpet Struggle. So you have no, that. You know what we should me. do? We should legit start a ten-minute show called Carpet Struggle. Yeah. Where once a week, all we do is read translations from Rustag. 
Rest, rest <laughs> deck translate. Rest that would be awesome. You know, we should get it. Let's get yeah. uh, Paul Herdlow, our, our legal counsel involved, get a copyright on Carpet Struggle, and uh, we can just read hilarious translations from uh, Dagestani wrestling websites. I remember I got yelled at when the first time Dake wrestled up at 86 kilos, and he lost to somebody, I think, from Kazakhstan, and Restag wrote, uh, American superstar Kyle Dake, who was hailed as champion to the heavens because he won age-level tournament four times, <laughs> loses. Everybody's like, this is so disrespectful. I'm like, I didn't write it, you fools. This is The Russians are making fun of you for putting this guy. He's never made a team. Joke's on you, Russia. Yeah. He just bodied your guy. Okay. Back to the 86. Have... Oh, jeez. What? Carpet struggle should be read. It should be read by, narrated by the tender aristocrat. Oh yeah, Andrew Spay, the aristocrat of tenderness. All right, we got to go, man. Eighty-six. Eighty-six. Pat Downey sitting out. Miles Martin, Lou Dupre, apparently. Drew Foster, Australian for wrestling. Nick Heflin, Sammy Brooks, Brett Farr, Nate Jackson is qualified in all weights. He could go anywhere he wants. <laughs> I think he'll be down. He gassed out so historically insanely against. Sammy Brooks, he's like, you know what? Why don't I cut some more weight down to 79? Maybe it'll work. Kenny Quartz involved, as is Nino Bonacorsi. Uh, I'm curious how this will be seated because if you're Pat Downey, I think you don't want to see Miles Martin again if you could choose your guy. Mm-hmm. You don't want the guy you were down 6-0-2 or whatever. You want the guy like Sammy Brooks or I don't know, any of those other guys. Nick Heflin, who you threw on his face. So now Miles didn't wrestle back either, right? Correct. Accurate. Miles didn't wrestle. So how are they going to seed this? Do you have a theory? Uh yeah, I have a theory that the <clears throat> Miles Martin will be the three seed. Okay, go go ahead and read them. Uh, Nick Heflin, Sammy Brooks, Miles Martin, Brett Farr, Nate Jackson, Kenny Quartz, Nino Bonacorsi. So Brooks, Martin, Miles, semi. Yep. That's big. Miles wins. At the open were Colby Hun and Ruger Weineken and Kevin Radford. Well, you never seen Ruger Weineken? You don't know nothing about Ruger. Uh, so it's tough to pick. I think Martin is like, he may be the best guy in this bracket for all we know. But if you can't beat Sammy Brooks, which he, I don't think he's ever done. There's no construction of this bracket where I see Miles not having to run into Brooks at some point. Whether he's three whether they drop him like he's gonna have to run into Sammy Brooks at one point and it's 0 and 5 against him that's a yeah it's a lie it's just sometimes matchups matter so the way I'm reading it is Brooks beats Miles Heflin beats Brooks PD3 over Heflin again I don't think I don't think Heflin beats Brooks again you don't didn't he beat he beat him kind of bad no no I misremembered he beat him okay he beat him 5-3 Okay. So when they wrestled in November, Heflin was coming However, off. However, it was one zero at the one zero at the break, and Heflin hit a four in the second. Right. So it was like a one move match. So I mean, Heflin made great adjustments. Where the first time he was coming off an injury and he shot too much, and Sammy bombed him, and that was fine. Um, then this one was terrible match for uh, four and a half minutes, and then Heflin locked up a throw and threw him. Uh, so I think. I think both of them will stay out of those positions, which is kind of hard because that's what they love to do. But I think Brooks will – Brooks and his camp will be like, we need to simplify this, and so he will win the takedown battle. Hmm. Okay. So you think Brooks 
gets to Downey. And I think Downey wins both. I do too. I think I think Downey back in the Iowa days was getting the better of one Sammy Brooks. I also just uh, the NJRTC thing, the fact Final X is in Rutgers. I think Downey's just locked in, and I just think he's he he. Th- this is this is the Pat Downey we were always supposed to see. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we both have Downey over Brooks. Mm-hmm. I got Downey over Heflin. Yeah. I'm, maybe I do too. I just kind of like. It. I'll take oh. down over Brooks. Yeah, I'll go Brooks. Brooks was having a really nice year. I mean, he- I mean, Heflin just beat he Brooks. Just so it's beat not. Him. Yeah. Watch it'll be Miles Martin. Uh, but no, I'm not picking it. Ninety-two. Okay, Bo Nickel. All right, let's just. You know what? Bo Nickel sitting out. We got Brunner, Warner, Dudley, Zilmer, Machiavello, Moore, Lefevre, McCall, Boykin. Bo by a million over whoever emerges, who which I will say will be Michael Machiavello. I'll say Machiavello makes the finals. Machiavello um, made it more interesting against Bo than Zilmer did. Sure. Yep. Agreed. I'm picking. I'm never picking against Ben Honus again. Honus. You got Ben Honus winning this whole thing. You say the man's no, name got... right. Well, you're jumping ahead of oh, weight. No. Okay, Bonicle win ninety two. He'll face. He's the right weight. I think he'll face Zilmer in the finals. I think Zilmer's better than Mock, but Mock being in his home gym kind of scares me, and he's a horse. So, um, but I, I just Zilmer's persistently underrated. All right, ninety seven now. What Go if ahead, Ben Honest goes ninety seven, then enters ninety two? Well, you got world. <clears throat> I kind of skipped. I did skip ahead because you just want to get oh, that joke time. in. Yeah. All right, so now 97. Oh, Colin Moore's also in this one. Uh, well, yeah, because he was. Which one's he going to go? He's going to go 92. All right, right. Okay. I mean, probably. Probs. Okay, there's a lot of people that probably aren't going. Ty Walls, Ben Hannes, Danny Shade, Ty Walls. Wait, I said it twice. Sorry, he's on here twice. Kevin Beasley, Michael Boykin, Win Mahalik, and Jeremiah Emanode. So, I will. Gadsden's probably going to win this thing again. And I don't see anyone beating him two out of three. And are we jumping on the Hannes wagon all the way? Willie doesn't want to get yelled at again, even though he's not going to Raleigh. Tell me about, tell me about Ty Wall's U.S. Open performance because I felt like I, I for whatever not reason, good. You know, there's a million matches, there's a million matches going on, and I didn't actually watch a lot of Ty Wall's, but I just noticed that his results were not good. Like, not Ty Walls-ish. So he split with Chade, and I either watched or called the first Chade match, and so when I saw that he beat him on the backside, that <laughs> Chade beat Walls on the backside, I was not surprised the way that match went. So I do not have a lot of faith right now in Ty Walls to make it to Gadsden, and Hannes clearly has a fantastic gut wrench, so do not go under that guy. You do not go under him. All right, real quick. I got Gadsden over Hannes. Me too. Okay. Willie? Same. Bracky. Gadsden over Hannes. Big. We're all in on Hannes, as predicted. Okay, Adam Kuhn sitting out. Gwiz is in final X. <coughs> Gable Stevenson. Confirmed? Confirmed. Woo-hoo, He's going. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. Trials. Seniors. Happening. Sweet. Nick Neville's Garrett Ryan. David Tate Orndorff. 
Uh, Derek White, Don Bradley, Tony Nelson, Mike Kasoy. I have Gable making it to Adam Kuhn. I know that Tony Nelson exists, and he beat him last year and all this. I think Gable, <laughs> history repeats itself, people. Could Gable be on a Kyle Snyder trajectory for this year for international wrestling? Is it possible? We saw Kyle lose at NCAAs. He lost to Burak and McIntosh and Gadsden twice. And then he just took off. He made the world team. And he won worlds. Is it Gabe? I mean, listen, if you could predict one of those, which is more likely to happen as of March of that year, Gable is far more likely to, to happen. There's far more signals that it could happen with Gable. I think it could happen. And was could go off King Pickett. Huh? Go off King Pickett. <laughs> Gable. Gable, Gable, Gable. And, Christian, compounding that, you're right. Compounding that was the fact that that was the year that Snyder was coming off a loss to Gogaev. Right. He didn't even win World. Well, I guess, I Ju- guess junior actually, World. Gable, Gable didn't either. He DMP'd. So uh, everything's, everything's lining up. There are previous World Champs that didn't win Junior Worlds. They didn't win NCAAs. They're all that, and uh, it's their time. He's smiling at me like he thinks I'm an idiot. I want you to go back, and I want you to watch that Adam Kuhn match from last year. I saw it. I called that match, I'm pretty sure. I know. He called it, dude. I, dude, I, I literally called it. I know he got – he got. It's a, dude, it's a tough matchup. He might not do it, but he might. So y'all going to make fun of me. That's rare. <laughs> change up for the show. <laughs> Kasoy's coming out of the challenge bracket. He's going to oh. lose to Kuhn in the finals. Oh, oh man. You love Mike Kasoy. I do. I think I think he's, he's he's in a good situation right now. I think he's gonna he, he's got a lot to prove. He's got he wants to go back to NC State and send a message. And I think that he can win the field. I I think Kuhn is the second best guy. Um and I think Kuhn wins no matter who faces him. Yeah, you're probably right about Bradley, that. Bradley Nelson, uh Gable, which by the way, we haven't mentioned Tony Nelson, who's also I mentioned him. And Tony Nelson was against Kuhn in the finals last year. He came out of the challenge bracket last year. I said And Tony Nelson looked, in my opinion, about as good as he ever had. I like I thought he looked really good at the open. He looked a lot better against Kuhn this year than last year. Wait till he gets his spiral ride yeah. going. <laughs> I'm going uh I'm going Kuhn over Nelson. I will go Kuhn over Gable. Boom. Gable. You're picking Gable over Adam Kuhn. <laughs> Say it. Say it. Say, Say it. it. Gable over Kuhn. <laughs> Watch. He's going to lose in the quarters to Dom. I don't care. I don't care. Be bold. Be brave. You care a little bit. I care a little bit. I mean, at least, you know what? Adam Kuhn is so nice. Well, first of all, he definitely doesn't listen to this show. But I don't think I'm going to get yelled at for this prediction on, on the mic. No, it's not at about getting. Least. It's not about getting yelled at. I mean, no, it's not. But it's like at least I won't get screamed at. Yeah, and look, although I'm going to Raleigh, so I might get yelled at anyways. We went chalk a lot here. You got to spice things up sometimes. Yeah, throw a little cayenne on it. That I don't think it's that spicy to pick Gable Steves. He has to be itching. He hasn't won like a major tournament in a really long time. I hear you. I, I just coon. That's a lot of man to move. That's so much man. So much man's. Who's man's? Who's man's? Coon's man's. All right. Well, that's it. That's all the weights. We literally ran out of men's freestyle weights. They won't add another one. There's only 10. So there's nothing I can do about that. 
since I won't be on the show on Thursday, remember for the way the schedule works, Friday will be the challenge tournaments for junior men's freestyle and senior Greco. Those best of three finals will be the next day. On Saturday will be the challenge tournaments for men's and women's freestyle at the senior level. Then they will close out with the finals on Sunday. That is your schedule. We are, we're going to get to watch the Game of Thrones series finale together in Raleigh. We should have a... Who we need to find a way to watch it? Who's got the HBO? Yeah, we got we're, staying at a, we're staying in a double tree. We should be good. It'll okay. have HBO. We're, we're fine. We're fine here. Before um, questions with friends, mm-hmm. I got a question for the friends because you know I love. Okay. Should you we or should we not have? Should we or should we not have a special, just nothing but Game of Thrones edition of FRL? We'll we'll do I'll a poll. Yes. We'll do a poll. It's just a... hard given this time of year, like how. The gravitas of everything. I listen, gravitas. It's it's Game of Thrones season. <laughs> gravitas. Come on, gravitas. <laughs> Take your gravitas and show it. Oh, yeah, shut your gravitas up. <laughs> All right, questions from friends. Gene Parmesan, great Arrested Development reference name. What should I watch tonight on Netflix slash Prime slash Hulu? I know where this is going. Well. Kyle Brackey and I have a new obsession with thanks, the show. Thanks to Andrew Spey. Thanks to Andrew Spey, who is yeah. also obsessed with it. And we just quote this all the time to the point where Kyle Brackey kept singing the same line. He's like, I've got to stop singing this. I Think You Should Leave is the name of the show on Netflix. It's like six episodes, <laughs> sketch comedy. It is bizarre but hilarious. Some of those, some <laughs> of my favorite skits that when he's in the hot dog costume, um, when, uh, when he's singing uh, the – <laughs> about zombies, you should just watch it. You know, I won't spoil it all. Well, the first, the first sketch of the first episode was hilarious. Oh, he, he's a, the Turbo Team. He's a he's a he's a lawyer. The one no, the one where he's a lawyer. Yeah, Turbo Team. That starts off team. strong. That's is Turbo that the, Time. The turbo Team. Yeah. And then my other favorite one is the one where he goes to a restaurant and there's this there's cool. this. Music guy or or a fashion designer or somebody that he loves, he starts choking on something. He doesn't know. I want to admit that he's choking, <laughs> and so he calls an ambulance and he goes outside and they give him the Heimlich maneuver and he comes back in. I don't know. It's it's really funny. Best. It's it's different kind of humor, um, which I think we have. So it's not gonna be for everyone, but if you're funny, you probably <laughs> like it. So there, that's my answer for that. Uh, okay. This is a great question from Jude Swisher, and we go off about it, um, I don't know, not so often, but every now and again, me and Willie just have to scream about this. Why are the Greco weights different than freestyle weights? Neither Sam nor I can understand, as it doesn't appear to be consistent. One kilogram above or below throughout the entire lineup. Hashtag it. So Jude and Sam have their own podcast, Home Added Advantage. Encourage you to listen to it. And they're wise in their confusion. You're not just ignorant young people. It makes no sense. These are just zero cents. They're adult males, and it's an international sport. I don't understand how we can be so completely different. Just have the same dang weights. Like what? The this sub this subset of humanity, Greco people, are way differently across. It makes no sense. They like the number seven more. They like the number seven more. Sixty-seven, seventy-seven, eighty-seven, ninety-seven. Who's to say? That men's freestylers don't like the number seven as well. It's right. a great number. So I don't know. It's it's, it's absolutely stupid. It confuses and, and the heck out of me. It's stupid. It's stupid, certainly from a marketing perspective. 
Yeah, I mean, 57. Keep track of 20 different weights instead of 10. They're not aligned. I mean, I do have a theory about it that's semi-rational. However, it's still stupid. Um, And that theory goes... Mijan Lopez, They They wanted to keep 130 because of Lopez. Right. That doesn't explain the that, other nine. You could just put the other nine the same. Yeah. 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 Go they didn't think it. about that one. So <laughs> I don't – we have no idea. It's really dumb. Can you name all ten Greco weights? Yes, I can. Go. 55, 60, 63, 67, 72, 77, 82, 87, 97, 130. Boom! I can name all the women's weights. 50, 51, 52, 53, 54. <laughs> <laughs> Women's weights are like two ounces of the part. Oh, my gosh. The allowances actually put you in different weight classes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Any, anywho. Um, big Fan asks, fans and athletes want to see brackets for World Team Trials. Plain and simple. Give us a reason why no brackets with only three days to go. Search your soul for your answers. Listen, Big Fan. We're big fans of brackets. Flow Wrestling is always in the pursuit of getting brackets as soon as humanly possible. But we have no authority over this. We cannot make the brackets appear. We can attempt to prognosticate the brackets, but we cannot say USA Wrestling put out these brackets. We can beg nicely. We can offer them cash prizes. Yeah, also, but there's nothing else we can do. We, we send gift baskets, but we can't guarantee what's going to happen. We often get blamed for stuff that it's like not our fault. And one of them is brackets, and one of them is registration lists. And one of them, listen, the world, uh, the last chance qualifier, uh, there was all this heat like, hey, you guys changed the schedule. Finals weren't supposed to be till tomorrow. That, that was not us. We didn't do that. Listen, USA Wrestling, we love you. We're not trying to show I'm not trying to throw shade. But that, it wasn't our fault that finals were on a different day than originally scheduled. Yeah. I have resigned myself to the fact that we will never get brackets early except for one tournament, that's the NCAA tournament. And it's very simply because no one is going to be a hard ass. If if Christian Piles... Wow. So let's let's, let's pretend... You know, let's just use an actual wrestler. So let's say Jordan Oliver doesn't know if he's going to go 65 or 70 because we already talked about that. And USA Wrestling goes one week before the Open. Hard deadline. No one else is allowed in. Yeah. We're going to do the brackets, and then, number one, somebody shows up on site and wants to change weights, or number two, somebody shows up like Jordan Oliver on site and goes, I want to wrestle. Who's not letting him in? Listen, it, you have – it's the world team trials. It's about Seriously. as big as it gets. If you don't know what weight you're going one week before, I'm sorry. That the, those are the and people also, to say I'm sorry to. You know if you're going or if you're not going. Enter the dang tournament. You have a week out to say I'm trying to make the world team for America. It's not the Afton Quadrangular, right? It's the world team trials. There should be a week's notice where, hey, hard cut off. You're registered. You're either coming or you're not. And then the brackets can come out and people can get excited about it instead of this thing where is J.O. going 65? Is he going 70? Is he going at all? What about Spencer Lee? What about this? No. You have one week and then registration's released one week before. Then the, they do a seating meeting a day later and then they come out with the brackets. No one's going to be yeah. no one's and then people are, ass, Then we have all this time to get excited about it and get fans excited about it instead of, well, 
Let's wait. Well, wait for what? I'm also very torn. Especially, especially now. Listen, there was a, there's a time, and I guess there's certain human beings, there's certain wrestlers that it's like, well, it would be stupid to leave them out if they registered late, um, because we really need them on our team. But listen, we have depth. First of all, I think they're sitting. I mean, Final X is. Already said we're gonna have a good team, regardless, right? Yeah. Uh, th- there shouldn't be. Part of it should be register for the dang tournament. Just one register. week out. One week out. I mean, it's you not- guys, you guys want brackets? I, I mean, I, Trent Hodley won the U.S. Open in juniors, and he's not registered yet. I mean, make him register. Yeah, I have two things. So one thing I'm conflicted about because I'm pretty sure it's happened. This past weekend, women's nationals. If you miss weight at the weight where you said you're going to enter, you shouldn't be allowed to go up. Yeah, I'm fine I with that. I, I mean, they've 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 made that allowance before. I remember McKenna missed. Oh boy, don't get me started on yeah. this again. Yeah, that's a. But he missed 61. They let him go 65. Then they then and, they gave him a special wrestle off. And number two, I want to talk about. This is going to be a long thing. What weight? do you feel is most likely where fans go this year where fans go <clears throat> didn't get the right guy because it happens every year <clears throat> i'm Does sorry it? i spaced out there what weight what, what, what weight what? is most likely where fans will yeah, this year right. where fans will go we didn't get the right guy a la when we it talked about molinero and i have no idea it happens often but when did it, did it happen last year i don't think so I can see it happening it at uh, 70. Oh, yeah, for sure. If, like, Deacon wins two or, like, I don't know, there's two, like, controversial matches between Green and Nolf and Green goes on to make the team, and, you know, I can see the Penn State fans being pissed off. Yeah. No, for sure. I think 70 is probably the most likely one because I think 57 is down to two guys. 61, I don't think we feel we have a – World medalist there, but if he lost, I don't think anyone. Be, yeah, I think you're right. It's seventy. Okay. Okay. Um, keep moving. We'll keep it moving. Not much longer though. Um, do, do, do. There's a lot of good questions here. Someone asked why I am the way that I am. I don't know. <coughs> That's a great question. It's a great question. So, um, which double is was more lethal, JB's double leg or <laughs> Willie's double gout? Whew, that's tough. I don't know what would be Here's more. Thing. Go ahead. You're you're you maybe speak Gout's... for more experience. Gout's not lethal. It's not lethal. Has Jordan, Jordan could kill us. Has Jordan's double has ever put anybody in the hospital? Hmm. Gout put Willie in the hospital. Literally in the hospital. I don't well, know. That was just wow. So honestly, in the pound for pound rankings, Willie should be is far more the KBDR. Willie's more dangerous. It's also gout is more dangerous because you can just spread to other parts of your body. Yeah. You know, it just moved to Willie's knee. Saying Caleb's elbow. It could be in a, it could be in your ear. Ear. We learned that ear is possible. I was trying I'm hard still, last I'm night. Still, still suspect on the on the ear thing. I can't wait to get it in your ear. I can't wait for it. You can't. <laughs> How you gonna get gout in your ear? How you gonna get it's gout? It's not even period? a joint. There's no, there's no, there's no 
ear joint. All right, Willie's an idiot. Oh. oh, wow. That's Caleb. He has uh, the God voice, and he's coming with medical advice sometimes. He knows he's just back there Googling. <laughs> Listen, there's bones in your ear. There ain't joints in your ear. Here I am, Lord. All right. Um, could someone ask, I'm a big sauna guy, could Willie's gout get under control with regular sauna usage? I'm convinced that it would help. I'm convinced. Um, man. <clears throat> Any other questions? No. No. Let's go. All right. So you guys are doing the show on Thursday. Me and Willie will talk about recruiting class rankings and maybe a little, maybe a little high school free agency. Will? Well, yeah, we could do that too. I didn't. That's a curveball, but we could definitely. There is a ton of kids changing schools, particularly to the big two. You know, Sem and. Maybe yeah, we can. That was on one time. question I had. Um, That's why I figured maybe about Pettigrew and Gabe Arnold going to Blair and Sim. I don't know those guys, admittedly, but I guess they're really Georgia wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, that's news to me. I didn't even know they got Gabe Arnold. He's going to Sim. You know, Gabe, Gabe Arnold is Jaden Cox's cousin. What? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. But that's why I figured we could, since it was going to happen late in the show, we could talk about tomorrow and who's number one and flesh it out a little further. So it's a wonder that Blair and Sim have good teams. Just yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. What amazing coaching, getting getting those guys. Yeah. Amazing story. Um, okay, we ready to go? There it is. The music's playing. That means Caleb's ready. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. 376 strong. Shout out to Kyle and Nomad who won't be here next week or next Thursday, excuse me. Willie and I will be here. Come heck or high water. Will Kyle even be able to get this show on social again? I'm sorry for our Facebook listeners. Probably not. Probably not, so probably you're going to have to listen to it on the show. Which, come to our website anyways, you lazy bums. We'll see you then. Thanks so much. I didn't mean that. You're not lazy. You're hardworking, even though you're at work Some on Facebook are. watching a podcast. Some, <laughs> Some of you might be lazy. Actually, I take it back. You might be lazy, but it's okay. Thank you for being lazy with us. There's nothing wrong with that if you're listening to us. If you're listening to us, <laughs> you technically have work No, ethic. I applaud you. Yeah, Willie applauds you. We applaud you. So thank you for your laziness. Uh, and we'll see you next Thursday. Thanks, guys. <laughs>